Hey, it's the fabulous one, Jimmy King over here, and I'm Terry Foster. Join us at 1 p.m. Thursday and Friday. Really? <laughs> no, they got me. I got you. I got you. All right. Foster here along. Whoops. I think I said it a little too soon. Terry Foster along with the fabulous one, James Arthur Horatio <laughs> King the Third. <laughs> what up? What's going on, T. Foster? Man, um, look, um, I'm amazed by um, numbers that I hear about the Super Bowl commercials. And mm-hmm. we always look at the Super Bowl commercials, and we mm-hmm. now we're disappointed because they, they don't live up to what we expect them to be. Mm-hmm. But here's one thing I will say. Um, they spend a lot of money. Uh, I was looking at Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Budweiser has spent more money on Super Bowl commercials than any other brand. Uh, they've been in all 54 Super Bowls, and they spent $470 million in, in advertising. <laughs> well, I would say it's justified if you look around all the Super Bowl parties I've ever been to. I think it's justified they spend that that type of deal. Now here, here. Now I broke this down. If you spend four hundred and seventy million, five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars over fifty-four years, mm-hmm. it means you have to sell eight point nine million bottles of beer just for the ads that per year. Per year. Per year. Well, okay. Break it down. How many you think they sell just in that weekend alone? I have no idea. So a if, lot. If right. And, and do, do and you buy a, your beers as six packs or twelve packs? It depends on the sale. So it, it see that's marketing too. Now, if you really want to break it down, <laughs> we start getting into marketing and strategy. You, and we want to start uh, differentiating between uh, the prices in beer and other gross domestic product. That we, when you start looking at the change in gas and maybe say like the change in the price of gum then we're really talking astronomical. So they can really break it down when you're talking about well, when you how break many it down, numbers they, they have I to mean, sell 725,000 12-packs a year just for the commercials or 1.46 million six-packs just for the commercials. And I'm sure they do that easily. I've been to there. Actually, uh, well, I know me and my partners that helped them out. We put a dent in that. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. That's, that's like four parties for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just kind of crazy how much uh, they spent. Pepsi spent $320 million. Mm-hmm. Coke, $202 million. We I understand because Pepsi's trying to overcome Coke. Mm-hmm. So they got to spend more. Uh, the other top 10, Hyundai, Hyundai Toyota. Toyota's up there. Jet, Kia, I can Ford. See, yeah, Justified. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I see a lot. And Michelob. Mm. Michelob is surprising. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not really surprising, but I mean, they they got to get their brand out. I mean, they can't well, spend well, like Budweiser. Well, it is to me that they're in the top ten. Well, that is spin. Well, Doritos and Doritos has some of the better commercials too. Mm-hmm. You a Doritos man? I am. Okay, I like them too. They make your breath bad, cool, but that's cool, okay. Cool Ranch or Nacho I Cheese? I am. Uh, what's the red kind? Nacho, nacho Cheese. Nacho Cheese. That's me. I'm I'm just plain old nacho cheese. Yeah. The Cool Ranch is cool. It kind of cools your breath down for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I just don't like the taste as much as the, the bread kind. Oh, by the way, we're going to have a young man on this program who was one of the inspirations for me getting into the sports writing biz. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh, Jerry Green is going to be the only man 
to attend all 54 Super Bowls. Wow. He, he wrote a column today in the Detroit News, I'm the last man standing. And when I was a kid, I used to read Jerry Green, and mm. he was one of the my motivants. I, I want to get in because of him and, you know, for other people, too. But I decided this is what I want to do, and he was one of the main reasons. He doesn't know this. I'm going to surprise him on the air and tell him that this is one of the reasons. Awesome. Now, he is uh, he's, he's at the 54, his 54 straight Super Bowls. I've been to eight. Uh, not quite the same number that he's done. But uh, – I, you know, people, uh, you know, sports writers, you know, we bitch about a lot of things. A lot of people bitch about covering the Super Bowl. Yes, there's too many people. Yes, there's a lot of distractions. Yes, there's a lot of things that that go on. But I I used to love Super Bowl week. And um, I used to get there sometimes Sunday, the Sunday before the Super Bowl. But most of the time Monday because they had that big. uh, The only thing I didn't like is the Monday press conferences. And that's where everybody shows up, the the two teams come up. The problem with that is it's not just journalists there. There's people dressed up as Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, asking stupid questions. They get some reporters from uh, Taiwan or something not speaking English, and the players are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So we have to deal with that. And uh, and then trying to get your little questions in with you know the, the player of the day or the well, player so that you want to talk to. Everybody can't be a hard hitting journalist all the time. I T, understand man. that, but man, are you going to show up as Spider Man? I just might. Listen, you talking to a te- look? Okay, I keep telling them, Ethan. Would you explain to them my geekness? My level I, of geekness I, is I, real. Geek. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming geek. in one but day. But you got to be a professional one as day. As Anakin, no, not even <laughs> as as Darth Vader. All right. No, 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 I'm skipping man. over Anakin. I'm going straight to Darth Vader. I'm a fan voice? of Darth. I can't do the voice. Voice, however, University of Michigan alum, the great James Earl James Jones. Earl. You know, I, a woman talked to me about James Earl Jones the other day. She thought he was from England, <laughs> and so uh, why? She, I said, no, I know he's not from England. So I googled him right on the spot, which is what we do now. We Google everything. Mm-hmm. He's from Mississippi. How do you come up with that voice <clears throat> growing up in Mississippi? Theater training. He said I he, guess so. He had to come over, overcome his stuttering. So like he, Darius Slay's from Mississippi, and I don't understand what he says. <laughs> you know, he's one of those, there's a see, few there athletes. See, see, we were talking about pushing athletes on the other side, right? Adamic and Sue and others mm-hmm. that you kind of push. Look, here you go again. I'm just saying, I don't understand what he says sometimes. Because he talks fast, and I don't even know if that's a Mississippi Hold accent. On. Hold on, check this out. How unprofessional is this, but I got to do it. Jalen Rose is calling me right now. Hey, Jalen. Okay. Hey, Jalen. Hold on, let me put you on speaker. Hey, Jay, you on, you on live with, <laughs> with King and Foster. I'm doing my podcast, streamcast right now, my brother. And we What's get going- along. <laughs> What's going on? I know you're traveling. I know you're traveling. I know it's your birthday. I just wanted to say what's up to you. You know what I'm saying? I love you. I know I know what you're calling about. I've seen it. We're going to keep that between us. But um, all is good. And I'm going to reach back out to you in a minute, my brother. All love and respect. Love. All right, now. All right, man. See you, Jalen. Yo. Now, the only thing didn't that happened with me and Jalen's, we talked about me speaking at his school sometime, but that mm-hmm. never happened. Oh, well, you know, we could set that up. It's, yeah. That's, that's nothing. But he's good people. Oh, no question. He has a heart of gold. 
But anyway, I, look, I I understand I'm I'm sound like a little bit of a curmudgeon, but you know, and that's all fun and games and everything. But sometimes we want to just get our job done. We don't want to mm-hmm. have to wait after Wonder Woman is asking, mm-hmm. "Do you like my red boots?" <laughs> Man, how how is that helping society? How's that uh, educating sports fans? Well, you know, if you go into the 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 canon of Wonder Woman, you will understand how important the Amazon is to the way of life and where she comes from. See, I don't want to go too deep and show my geekness again about comic books. <laughs> no, nah, go ahead. Would you please back me up, my brother? <laughs> Are you a geek too? I, I'm I'm somewhat of a geek, <laughs> uh, but but more or less, I became a geek recently see, versus see. growing up. Okay. And, I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'm embracing my geekness and and I'm about to go deep into it. Okay. Go so, ahead. so so yeah, go, so go ahead. Kill so the boots, I don't care. So the red boots and the Wonder Woman and everything intrigues me. Oh, intrigues me too because she's fine. Right. The and new I was Wonder a fan, Woman and is I was fine. A fan, but you and know I was what? A, I like Linda Carter's I, Wonder Woman. And that's what I was about to say. Growing up, Linda Carter, she was she was a real woman. Yeah, that was that was yes. But I'm not. And, and I actually liked her when she was in her service uniform. Like that was the deal. She had her bun, the hair up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, you know, I like that. Uh, librarian or secretary look mm-hmm. with the woman with the glasses the sexy and type, yeah. yeah, got got a hair up in a bun and everything. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be unsexy, but I kind of I, like, I kind of dig it sometimes. No, it's very classy. But anyway, brother, uh, Super Bowl. I love covering the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. Uh, one time is uh, we in Phoenix? No, San Diego. San Diego. Cause Green Bay was playing Denver. And I had a friend who worked TV here, uh, Vander Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, um, we're going to hang out tonight. This was Wednesday night. And he said, the guy we're hanging out with, he can't go out after Wednesday. Something, it's got to be an NFL player. Because what happens is during Super Bowl week, they shut you off after Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. They let you go out, enjoy mm-hmm. the sights. But after Wednesday, that's the end of it. Right. So we this go out. Trip. Yeah, we go out to the Gaslight District, um, <clears throat> just kind of chilling out. And... The person that we were hanging out with was Brett Favre. He showed up, had a few beers. Uh-huh. We uh, we talked. We had a great time. So that was one of my highlights. A lot of my highlights from the Super Bowl have nothing to do with the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we um, we just talked and stuff. And and on the flip side of that, a few years later, uh, the Green Bay played the Lions in Lambeau, and Brett Favre rallied Green Bay to a victory and stuff. So. He uh, he was going to go to the podium. So when you, he goes to the podium, you don't talk in your in the dressing room by your dressing stall. Mm-hmm. So I went in there. I didn't know that was the case. I went in. And I wanted to talk to him. The PR guy says Brett's going to the podium. So I'm like, all right, cool. So Brett's remembered. He remembered us, San Diego. I said, no, I'll, I'll talk to my man. So I got a couple quotes from him. Mm-hmm. Ran out there. And uh, you know, got some stuff people other people didn't get from the podium, so that was cool. But that See, was because of the it. Super Bowl and, and developing a relationship, right? You know, and that's and that's and that's what it is. You know, we're talking about mending relationships with past people that you know you feel, uh, you know, you guys hate me, maybe yeah, maybe on uh, on different levels of of understanding, but really that's what it is. And you 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 ran into him. He remembered the conversation. He remembered the moment. And love to share that time and that moment with you. Right. That's that's what's important. Right, absolutely. So that so that that was a lot of fun. Um, 
So we we out late that night. So mm-hmm. I think he left. No, nah, he left around midnight. So he was responsible. Oh, so technically, y'all was hanging out having Technically, some pops. technically, he left before Thursday because mm-hmm. he left before midnight. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I didn't have a curfew. Um, so uh, you know Isn't that, that was something cool. grown men with curfews, right? That's, that's right. Uh, you had curfews, didn't of you? Of course. No, no, NBA doesn't have curfews. Oh, yes, yeah, you do. Do you? You you self-impose curfews. Okay, but that could be a team. And, you know, well, no, technically no, but a team can impose the captain, whoever. Yes, we have curfews. The Pistons imposed one time during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No sex during yep, the playoffs. No sex. No, absolutely. There's what, no d- sex. There's dude, no. Okay, brother. Mm-hmm. Does that really matter? Does that really mess with your legs? Mess it, with anything? It, it can. Sex can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. So why chance it? You know, if you really about the task at hand, then you can sacrifice a night of sex. No problem. James Worthy used to have it the day of. <laughs> Didn't affect him. Well, you know, you know, James was a different different animal too. Now oh, there's okay. some there's some you know, there's some, some anomalies that go along with that. Everybody don't subscribe to the same, you know. Okay, let, let's say yeah. It's Wednesday night, and you yes. got a Thursday game, mm-hmm. and you get busy on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. What do you feel Thursday night after having sex? Weak in the knees. Really? No, yeah, not not as not as strong um, in your in your your uh, explosiveness to the basket. And when I say weak in the knees, I don't mean like literally. I just mean your your strength it, 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 as it relates to explosiveness. You uh, you may be a Half of a step or a quarter of a step slower. Um, your wind may not even be uh, up. Um, yeah, you, you you don't have your full level of uh, or, or type of sleep that you you know would normally garner without having sex. So it's a, it's a little different. See, I'm gonna do if I played maybe I should have sex. The day before game, you know why? Because <laughs> you just a super freak. You no, like no, Rick no, James? No, no, this is this is what you I know do. What I mean, yeah. I, I have like sex Charlie Murphy, <laughs> and, and I'm out, out like a light. See, and then right now you're gonna miss practice. You're no, gonna be late no, for no, shoot I, around. No, I get up, I get up. I'm just saying, you know, we. You're not we gonna have it. the same energy when you oh, come, come on, to practice. Man. Practice. We're gonna be looking at you like, oh, oh, oh. you. We see what you did last <laughs> night, T. You nah. know you got it in, T. Nah, they're going to be saying, damn, T can't play, but he's busting me today. What's up with that? That's because I had sex. I, I thought that would make you feel better. Because I feel sometimes so, I feel like. You need a, sometimes you do need it. Sometimes <clears throat> you may be in a slump, so you might need to uh, change up your routine. Okay. So it does affect you. It does. So you understand the no sex thing for the pistol, which we think they mm-hmm. were breaking. They like, mm-hmm. Now. The ideal of it, obviously, is uh, commendable, but only you and your, your conscience knows <laughs> that uh, if you actually did it or not. Okay. Um, I think it makes me write better. Mm-hmm. I'm more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'm in a better mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it now, lasts now, for now hours. Now, we, we don't have to, you know... Uh, vilify sex i mean sex is it's natural good. yeah and, and normal and, and and it should be pleasurable if you know done right and amongst consensual adults and so uh it's it's a it's just a a way of uh communicating really yeah but boxers say they stop having sex like three months 
before about. That's, That's too long. Yeah. That's extreme. Maybe three weeks. They're probably lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three hours. Instead. <laughs> three minutes. Yeah. Right in the locker room. I, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty okay. aggressive. Yeah, I know. But uh, another uh, uh, highlight for me was um, Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas made the Super Bowl. I think it was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of the rare times where I came in on a Sunday. So we greeted the Dallas Cowboys team playing. And they had a press conference right in the hangars at the, at the airport. So anyway, I talked to Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So the team is leaving. And uh, Jerry's still talking. So the PR guy comes up to Jerry and says, we got to leave. Uh, and Jerry's like, no, nah, I'm talking to my man right here. Because uh, we were having a good time. We weren't just talking right. about the Super Bowl. We weren't just talking about it. We were just talking about other things. Mm-hmm. So the guy said, well, we have to leave. And Jerry turns him and says, I own the team. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> I, right. I can leave when I want. I mean, Jerry's Jerry. Jerry's so always been Jerry. I respect Jerry. Uh, you know, I grew up in Dallas, so. The Cowboys has always been a main focus of sports uh, in in my life, whether I wanted to or not. And Jerry, it's the only focus there. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's the biggest thing. I mean, how dare you t- say anything negative about the Cowboys? That's why I love talking trash to all my boys who are Cowboys fan. I love it. I'm like <laughs> I'm like Stephen A. When it comes to talking trash to them. Oh man, he kills the Cowboys. Oh, I know. I Wearing love his it. little hat. I love it. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's but that's why you're from. Really, Shouldn't that be your but team? At, but ultimately, it is my team because because I love you know my hometown, support my hometown. But um, you know, I, I just love you know ribbing my guys throughout the season. But of course, I want them to succeed at the end. Right. So anyway, um, I remember another time with Jerry Jones when Super Bowl was it thirty six or sixteen, whatever. When they had the Super Bowl here in Detroit, um, forty. It was 40. Oh, for, That's right. It was 40. 40. Um, the f- last they, one. They had a yeah. um, a, yeah, a little NFL meeting at the um, mm-hmm. Greenfield Village mm-hmm. or the Henry Ford Museum. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was another time I got to talk to him. We were just hanging out at the booth, and and Jerry was going to get the drinks and mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. having a great time. Had mm-hmm. another good conversation with Jerry Jones. So of all the NFL owners, even though he may not be the best because he's trying to run the team too, He's the NFL owner that I got to know best and most and like the most during Super Bowl week. Got to open up. If you're getting the drinks, you know, the, the libations, that they say that's what uh, <laughs> kind of greased the wheels, if you mm-hmm. if you will. He, and he's a master at closing deals, so I guess that's one of his go-tos. Bam, bam. That's it. And you fell for it. He got you, too. Just a friendly guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did. No, no question no, about I'm, that. No, I'm joking. But really, you know, just a charismatic guy, um, smart guy. I respect him. Um, and, and the third Super Bowl story, I got in trouble for this, was uh, in Atlanta also. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided uh, it, during the time it was in Atlanta and the Georgia state flag had uh, remnants of the Confederate flag mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote a, a page one column saying that uh, I protest, I, I regret or that the fact that I have to work under the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I said I was going to walk when was out. That? When, when was that? When, when, you wrote that. You wrote a piece on that? Yeah, wrote a piece I, I on that. that. 
And I, uh, I, I said, you I'm a fan, man. I okay, I beautiful. <laughs> and I said, I was not going to stand mm-hmm. under that flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, during the national anthem, I got 150 journalists to walk out. We made ribbons. We walked out during the national anthem in protest of having to work under the Confederate flag. And what I learned after I wrote that, I heard there's all these groups that support the Confederate flag. And I said, that flag is not a friend of mine. Right. It's not a, a friend of black people. And they're trying to say, oh, it's nothing racial about it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, uh, just propping up the, mm-hmm. you know, the heritage of the South, the South and stuff. I said, no, no, dude, that's not the case. Uh, so we, we had a fight for a whole week, man. And I mm-hmm. found out every Confederate flag group in America, man, I, they, they all contacted me. And I just said I wasn't doing it. So that was that kind of got me in trouble. And in fact, um, I uh, I talked to a uh, guy in Atlanta mm-hmm. who was uh, who was black because they, they had me on ESPN for that. And he said his whole thing was just let just let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. He said, we're just used to it. Uh, you know, it doesn't bother us anymore. They're not going to change it. So he said, but you get to go back to your city. We still got to deal with the mm-hmm. the aftermath of all this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, well, I never thought about that. But mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick and scream about this, too. <laughs> so, Well, well, kudos to you for, for sticking up and actually taking action and doing something like that and taking a stand for something that you truly believe in. You know, a lot of people do a lot of lip service and don't do anything. So, you know, to 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 make a movement to a point where, Obviously, you shook the core where, you know, all the organizations were sending you letters, then there's definitely some truth to it. Okay. Well, we have a special guest, and this is Jerry Green, who was at his 54th Super Bowl, and he is the only man in America now, at least the only writer, who's been to all, who will be at all 54 Super Bowls. Hello, Jerry. What's going on? Jerry Green from Detroit News. Jerry, this is something. Hello. I never told you this, but I'm going to tell you now. You are a primary reason why I got into the sports writing business. Because I, I uh, grew up reading you, and I said, you know, this guy's got is a little feisty. Uh, he's, he's a little nuts sometimes. I kind of like that. So you were one of the reasons, a, a primary reason why I became a sports writer. So, bam. Well, Terry, we <laughs> miss you still writing. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, I liked your perspective on things, and and I thought you did a great job on the Pistons. The years you covered them, and uh, okay, if if you want to say that I you are my protege, I would ab- absolutely be delighted to accept that. All right, now Jerry, uh, you were uh, you know one of the best pictures in the NFL. <laughs> concerns you and uh you're right next to joe namath when he um uh, when he's talking to the reporters by the pool and that was the year he guaranteed victory for the new york jets uh and everything was that a highlight super bowl for you or what what were what were some of your more memorable super bowls well i i i i recall uh i keep calling that my highlight interview in all 54 of them. I mean, it was some, something that uh, nobody else had in Detroit. And that's what 
you look for. You look for uh, the uh, exclusive stuff if possible. <clears throat> so that was it. He had, uh, Namath had just shooed away another writer from Detroit. Uh, I don't want to mention names. But, he shooed him uh, away, he, but not you. It, 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 I was not shooed away. I was in. I was there on invitation by a third party, or actually, I was a third party, and uh, but another guy had tried him individually, and he was shooed away. And uh, then a, bu- a bunch of us. Uh, let me see. There were, you know, four or five writers from Chicago. A guy named Cy Burek from the uh, Dayton, I believe, it's the Dayton News. Uh, he invited me. I was inside the building, overlooking the swimming pool at at a conference uh, press conference with Wee Eubanks, the coach of the Jets at the time. It was at the Gulf Ocean Mile Hotel and. In Fort Lauderdale, and this guy came up to me and said, Namus has agreed to speak to a few of us. Are you interested? And I, I gave him a, uh, an immediate response. Are you word deleted here, expletive? Are you bleeping me? kidding me? Of course. I, uh, yeah. I, I just, of course. And I was out there, and <clears throat> it's, it's, uh, it may, I, of all the interviews I've done, of all the articles I've, I've written on the Super Bowl, uh, that is a highlight, yes. And it's uh, my highlight, is, uh, number one highlight interview. Right, and you covered the Detroit Lions, too. You are covering the Lions at the time, and uh, were the beat writer uh, uh, for the Lions. Is that correct, or were you writing columns, too? Uh, no, I was, I was a beat writer. Okay. And now, I, uh, I try to tell these young guys here that the things we complain about with the Detroit Lions, you guys were complaining about the same things in the 70s and 80s about the Detroit Lions. Stuff just doesn't change. Uh, not with the Lions, it does. Uh, actually, we're doing it in the 60s, too. Oh, the 60s? Okay, I forgot that decade, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mr. Gray, how you doing? This is Jimmy King here. Um, Hi, Jimmy. Yeah. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Uh, it's, it's such a pleasure uh, to hear from you. And, you know, it was, it was a pleasure watching you play, you know, you five guys back in, I guess it was the 90s. Yes, yes, the early 90s, uh, yes. It, it was it was fun, and uh, now that I'm retired and uh, I am no longer neutered the way I was back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I uh, I tend to favor your university because uh, I had a granddaughter who was also a student athlete there. Hey, She's graduated now, so... And we appreciate but, that, my... Uh, we bleed blue all the way through, all the way to your granddaughter, to my daughter, who is currently a sophomore there now, so... We love to. Uh, oh, that's wonderful! Yes, to extend the 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 tradition in the blue family, but I want to ask you. You know, you've seen so many different uh, athletes and, uh, and and across so many sports. 
is there anything that you see particularly that's different in the athlete from the times that you covered, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s or, or even before then to the players that you see today? Um, yeah, I, I think the players back then were more accessible. I think they were, uh, as far as the media goes, uh, I believe that uh, today's athletes, uh, certainly their professionals are higher paid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're working that way toward college, uh, being paid, uh, mm-hmm. at, at least letting them do endorsements, which I think they should have some income from their notoriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think today's athletes are, are probably better. I mean, we're going to see in the Super Bowl uh, Patrick Mahomes on, mm-hmm. on Sunday, and and uh, you know I can't think of too many quarterbacks who is quite like he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some, but not with the skill level that he has. Mm, I like that. I like that. So, so are you telling me that you're rolling with the Chiefs over the Forty ers this weekend, huh? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, this is this is a very, very mm-hmm. I pick them. <laughs> I pick them Super Bowl. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Tom Brady, or who was, I guess, a contemporary at Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's not here. I know. I know. He's we not. miss him. We miss him. Did you see? He posted a picture of him with no caption. Walking or walking away, we can't really tell from the uh, stadium. So it's kind of like a subliminal message. Yeah, I think Joe Montana yeah. gave him the advice, if you don't have to leave New England, don't. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. I, I, you know, I, I, that story's sort of been uh, secondary this week. But uh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen to Tom Brady is, is again, uh, you know, a lot of conjecture in that. And, uh, you know, in February, it's going to be a hot story again. All right. Well, Jerry, I know you want to get back by the pool because the ladies are down there, probably down there by now. So, uh, we can... uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. I want, I want to do that. I, I have an open computer here. Right. How, do, how do you, J- have... Jerry, are you 94 now? No, I am not 94. Okay, you I'm are ninety one. Ninety one. I missed it by I'm three 90- years. So you still wearing well, the speedo? I <laughs> hey, don't, don't answer that question. I'm still working on him and his manners, Terry. Terry hey, working I, on. His, I, 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 we don't I, let I him out it, often, but put it, put it this way: uh, I'm not still wearing a speedo. I don't go outside in the sun anymore. I can't because of uh, medicine I'm taking for my lungs problem. Uh, but if I were to put out a speedo, I would look as good as I did fifty years ago. There okay, you go. <laughs> all right, that there sounds great. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for joining us on the King and Foster okay. Show. Enjoy your fifty-fourth Super Bowl. Okay, thanks, Terry. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, and I, I appreciate this all very right, much. You, you bet, man. You still a lot of love around here in Detroit, so. Okay. Well, I look forward to getting home. Okay. See you soon. Yeah, we'll greet Stay you at the airport.
Okay, see you. All right, take it. All right, you bet. Bye. Jerry Green, you know, we we always say that we're holed up in the hotel room. We can't get out. But, uh, you know, a lot of times us writers, we uh, we do work hard. We work on our craft. But uh, one of the fun times that we had is uh, we were covering the NBA meetings, and it was in uh, Palm Springs, Florida. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, NBA doesn't play around. They had us on the beach. They had us. It wasn't a hotel. It was a. It, it was technically it was a hotel, but they had like, like villas. Like yeah, villas. Separate. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had mm-hmm. my own villa and everything. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, and there's a little dining area and a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the the great hookup. So we're riding by the pool, eating these shrimp as big as your head. <laughs> the shrimp for five dollars each, but you know we're on an expense account. So we. Right. Uh, I remember I was eating shrimp, with the shrimp cocktail that you know made my nose bleed. <laughs> And pina coladas. And as a joke, because I was having such a good time, I turned up to the rest of the writers and said, hey, I'm so relaxed out here. How do you spell it? And they just busted out laughing. But, um, you know, we we get out our room sometime and have a good time. So, But I want to thank the NBA for uh, letting me cover the owners meeting. I think it was twice in Florida and once in Arizona, man. We had a blast. But I couldn't imagine, though. That's a lot. You you do have to let off some steam, you know, staring at a blank sheet of paper, trying to create, or uh, a computer at this, you right. know, this but day. But the walls age. got to me. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't stand looking at the walls of the hotel room. It, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, they get smaller. Yeah, not only that, you, all the smells start settling in. Yeah, I'm 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 a neat freak like that. You know, hotels and. <laughs> the grind from there, like all that, all that stuff gets in my head, and I'm like, ah, I got to get out of here. Right. So I just got to, yeah, I feel you. Just go back to the pool, just chill sure. out. Absolutely. Now, Jimmy, I think you're gonna have a different answer than I do, but I, I have a, a theory. Mm-hmm. Detroit, and I mean the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. This is not a college basketball town. I don't think people really like it. They don't follow it like they should. They don't go to games like they should. Uh, they they don't watch like they should. It's not a high priority here. Now, you play college basketball in our area at the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Do you have a different perspective <clears throat> on that uh, as far as this being a college basketball you town? You know what? I, I disagree with you. I do think this is a college basketball town. And, and, and if you would have asked me that question three years ago, I would I would agreed with you. But in what the happened past, last three years? In the past three years, it just for some reason, <clears throat> unbeknownst or un- unexplainable to me, that I've come across a lot of people who are college fans. And I don't know if there's a shift from <clears throat> the modern NBA uh, to college now or it's been that way. But from my you know, recollection, what I've seen in my experience, I would say that this town is a, is, is a big college uh, supporter. Uh, when it comes to college basketball. Here's what I say. You got Uh, Michigan State, Tom Izzo. uh, John Beeline was doing great um, for the past 10 years or or six, seven, eight years. It's, you know, it's been on the level. It's been on the level of North Carolina and and Dukes when it comes to rivalry um, and and, and top seedings. You guys, when you played uh, basketball at Michigan, were the biggest, one of the biggest stories in the history of college basketball. Mm-hmm. And I used to get pissed when I would go to Chrysler and I see empty seats there when y'all were playing. 
You know, they'd be up in the nosebleeds and everything, but that, that yeah. place should have been packed, should have been standing room only. Well, been... I'm going to tell you what the problem is, and it's still the problem to this day. You got to have, okay, if you fill that place up with students, it, it will pack out every game. It's only 14,000 seats. They pack out the big house every weekend, religiously, regardless. Nobody's ever going to catch that record. I, but, saw, I saw empty seats on the Rich Ride. <laughs> well, they, there. Hey, well, there there were a few there. There were a few, and there will be some here and there. So, but so what, what's the problem at Chrysler? I don't. The problem is, is that you have the energy is always is 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 not distributed right. The the kids aren't in the right position. You need them on the energy of the floor. If you watch the Cameron Indoor Stadium and the Dukies and the, and, and, and the the Cameron Crazies in there, they're right on the floor. That's the type of environment that you need to have. This is college. This ain't pro. You don't need to sell out where they're chilling. You know, you got uh, the the wife and the husband sitting on the side with the, the designer bags and shoes and, you know, his designer watches. We don't, you know, that's, that's, that's pro level. This is college. This is still an extension from blowing off steam from your, your exam that you had that day. Still trying to figure out how you fit in socially while balancing a curriculum and trying to, you know, please your family and graduate at the same time. And oh, by the way, have practice for the game that you have to prepare for to keep your scholarship. So it's a lot going on. But isn't that the configuration of the arena? And it, Cameron Indoor Stadium is one of the rare places where the students are right on the court. I mean, you go to Illinois, they're not. Purdue, but, but they're not. That, but that environment overall, like in Illinois, for example, it's that's one of the largest, largest or loudest arenas that you will ever play in. Iowa is the same way. Right. Indiana, Indiana is the same. Minnesota, like it's maybe it's just the people don't care as much. Well, it's always I we have always been critical of the people because we our fans tend to sit on their hands more often than not. So they're you know they you know we, we're considered like the um, uh, the classy fan. Whereas if we travel, we go to Ohio State, they're not cutting us any slack. We travel, we go to Michigan State, they're not cutting us any slack. But you could come That's to Ann Arbor, on you. yeah, you could come to <laughs> Ann Arbor. And it's all good. It's all love. No, nah, it needs to be the same type of environment, and that's that's the difference. Yeah, in my you guys opinion. need to learn it. Let me. I was uh, Ohio State Michigan football game. Is mm-hmm. he in the Michigan tunnels? You know, comes out. You know, they come out in their locker room out of uh, one area of the stadium. There are these two ladies, little white-haired ladies. They had to be eighty, mm-hmm. just sitting up there, motherfucking every player that came out there. Every Michigan player that came. I mean, these women were vicious. <laughs> and that was the first thing you saw when you came out that locker room. Mm-hmm. And these two old ladies cussing you out. Now think about that now. <laughs> what you're saying, right? <laughs> right? That's how deep it goes. But These old ladies. You know, and, and, and I, I know. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I, I've, I've had old ladies and old people cuss at me, <laughs> you know, to, to hell with you. Because I'm, I got the block in. But... And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's all really at the end of the day is 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 really just fun and games as long as it doesn't carry over into anything violent. It's you know sticks and stones really. And I love my school more than you. There's no harm in that.
So can we hire some old ladies to sit by the tunnel and <laughs> cuss plenty, out the Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, the, oh, I, the I see them all the time. I run into them. I got some. I got some old ladies that uh, that I could recruit that we could throw in there. They'll blow your socks off. Okay, then they need to have them right by the tunnel <laughs> where the, uh, the opponents come out. Because yeah. y'all, y'all are we'll nice. We'll call them the blue hair crew. The yeah. blue haired crew. That's true. Because y'all are nice. Now, um, I I got into a discussion with Ohio State fans. And they said that Michigan fans are every bit as vicious <laughs> against them as as Ohio State fans are at, at you know at Ohio State. I said that's baloney. Right. I said y'all are way worse than they are right. up here. He said, no, they call us names. Yeah, they call us call you names. They don't throw stuff on you. Yeah. Well, and and it's a different type of trash talk when you come to Michigan. Michigan trash talk to you about their academics. You know, they talk about how the classes are much harder or... Yeah, but those are from people who didn't go to Michigan. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Especially for ones that really went to school. <laughs> no, the ones that went to Michigan, they don't do that. The ones that talk about how great mm-hmm. their academics are... Are or the ones uh, who didn't qualify to go. The ones that didn't go, go to Michigan <laughs> and couldn't get in. What you call the Walmart. Uh, right, the Walmart. We still love them. We take them all. Yeah, I know. I know you do. That's you right. Get, a fan is a fan. That's right. But... um. Maybe you guys are too nice at the University of Michigan. I agree. We are just a little bit. But but the Buckeyes says it's not true. Huh? The, the Buckeyes? The Buckeyes. Well, what else are they going to say? I know. Well, they're trying to cover we, up. We, do, we, do, we are nasty with Buckeyes. We, we, do, we, will, you know, we will show our teeth with them. We will scrap and claw with them. So we are a little bit more um, vocal and, and, and feistier with them than, than the normal average fan. Hmm. Well, one of my trips down there, uh, I, I usually get somebody else's car. But I've actually flown to Columbus before. Mm-hmm. But I drove down there, had my car, and there was no scratches on it yet. <laughs> so it had the Michigan plates. And so we're driving, weaving through a neighborhood or something, trying to get to Ohio Stadium. Uh-huh. And then these uh, these people start rocking my car. So I'm like, so I hop out and say, y'all better stop that. And they say, well, hey, you're from Michigan. You actually got out? Yeah, I got out. And so uh, there's this girl, and she had to be Ohio State student because she had on all her Buckeye stuff. So she's fronting me in front of the car. So I walked toward her, and then uh, uh, Drew Sharp was in the, the the car with me. So he gets out. I said, dude, what are you doing? He said, y'all some brave da 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 da. He said, I didn't want to see this co-ed kick your ass. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so we, we got in, and, and they let us through. Because I said, my line is, I'm not here rooting for or against you. I'm just here to record history. Leave us alone. Hey. So they broke up. Well, hey, y'all y'all are brave. Y'all are brave. I wouldn't have got out the car. <laughs> they just would have had to scratch it up. And I figured I could take the, the one girl on. She was like 5'5 five, five hey, or 5'6. I don't six. underestimate. Listen, I'm going to tell you one of the th- My mother told me do not ever underestimate a woman. Because the moment you do, that's when you're going to find out <laughs> oh, that's right. exactly what they can yeah, do. They, so can, that, they can do dirty yeah, tricks and it's okay. <laughs> I'm not underestimating anyone. Absolutely. So, but anyway, we got through. Everything was fine. But I disagree with the Buckeyes who say it's the same here as it is there as far as viciousness towards fans and, and stuff. I just seen too much stuff, and and I I don't see yeah. that much. No, you you and like again, I I'm I'm just my experience everywhere I've been, everywhere uh, I've traveled to, across the board. The University of Michigan is one of the most safest places you could go if you're coming out of town to a sporting event. Yeah, it is. You know what? And and this was this was a funny story. A Spartan, uh, this is a few years ago, 
went up on a porch mm-hmm. and kicked two Wolverines' ass. <laughs> asses right on their porch. <laughs> they said something to him, and he got up, he went up there and beat their ass. See, <laughs> you know what? Again, see, those must have been completely the academic side. Uh-huh. Was it the sports side? Or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know they get they get a little but, nasty there. But 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 it happens. It happens. You know, and it it is. Uh, I've seen some uh, some some fights go down, particularly um, um, on some porches, over um, the alma mater. So <laughs> I seen a guy. I seen a guy. Didn't he didn't realize right? He was trying to get into a party, and uh, he was talking junk. He was like, "Oh, you're gonna let." You know, all these sports guys in, the basketball players. He was like, so what? I pay tuition. I go to school here. I qualify to go to school here. It's like, you guys ain't nothing. So walking up behind him was some more uh, football players, you know, that, but he didn't see them. And he turned around, and then he immediately shut up. And when I tell you, you know how that fresh snow just starts to hit, and so right. it's still s- s- kind of slick? They molly-whopped him. I'm talking about, like, grabbed him off the porch and just kind of, bobsled with them down the steps all the way down the street and I've never seen anything like that. I laughed so hard because I've never seen anything like that and I'm sorry whoever that whoever <laughs> yeah, you were. For you. But they made a human bobsled hope, out hope of you, you my recovered. G. <laughs> I hope you are. No, nah, he was alright. He was alright. He he slid up under a car where he rested so they, they kind of monitored him while he rested <laughs> under a car. <laughs> <laughs> now football players can knock you out. Now you knocked out a dude once. Oh man, Leah. Yeah, no, didn't you? Come on out. <laughs> Take credit for it. You knocked out a dude once. And it was during the finals. It was during the uh NBA finals of the Pistons versus LA. Rest in peace, Kobe. And was it a left hook, uppercut? No, nah, it, it was a right hook. It was a right hook because, you know, they tried to they tried to bully me. You know, we don't go for bullying here. It's anti-bullying and Muhammad Jimmy. It, <laughs> <laughs> what happened was we had a local bar. Over here in Royal Oak, and um, and and of course I have the advantage I could see over the crowd, so I, I could see there was two empty seats. So I walk over, uh, make my way through the crowd. I walk over there, and I'm like, oh, I ask around, is anyone sitting here? Anyone sitting here? And they're like, you know, no, nah, you, you know, you good. So I sit down, and I'm watching the game, and then these guys walk over. And they just tapped me on the shoulder, you know, and it, like they didn't like say, you know, excuse me, those are my seats, or you know, we, can you, move? you know, can you move, please? They they just walked over and just stood there and just stared at me and leaned over in my face and got like right here in my face. So I was like, yeah, don't oh, get in the wow. face. Wow, like okay. So I, I act like so I had a beer with me, so I act like whatever. I drink it to the side, you know. Um, shout out to to Perry Perico's. We talked about that. You got to drink it to the side, <laughs> drink the beer to the side, but um. I'm drinking to the side, and then uh, his guy s- steps a little closer. So I'm like, okay, don't be a sucker, right? They could sucker me, whatever. So I stand up. When I stand up, obviously, I'm taller than most people. So they kind of take a step back, and they're like, oh, we're supposed to be scared because you tall or something? And I was like, nah, man, you know, I asked around. Nobody said anything about these seats. And the way you came over, I'd have gave you the seats, but since you asking me like that, you can't have them. So then I take another so sip of my beer. Now. Yeah, they're my seats now. So I take another sip of my beer. And then I'm still watching the game. So you like, like Clint Clubin. Eastwood. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm I, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 Jim, I'm Jim Eastwood, right? Jimmy Crack Corn, right? I'll right. pop you right anyway. So 
he slaps the beer out of my hand. No, he didn't. And so Come my on. reaction was, <laughs> oh, that's it. The right hook, right hook hit him. He, I hit him so hard he fell forward. So he was kind of he blacked out. His boy was in shock, so I hit his boy, <laughs> so, he <could laughs> take, so he could take a step back. And then I just, you know, that's, then you that's what happened. So we, yeah, we. Uh, you hit him on the chin. Yeah. yeah. He he was knocked out for it, man. He yeah. was out for it. When you when you catch that chin just right, that's that's lights out. Yeah, I'm not proud of that. You know, that I was, would that be. No, nah, I'm not proud of that, dude. It was a street fight. I can't fight. knock. I can't knock anybody out. You should be proud of that. Yeah, but my hand still hurts today. You know what I mean? Okay, I still well, can't okay, that part of grasp my beard. That's bad. why I kind of kind of sip it to the side still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, same situation. Was it 20 years later? Now, would you react the same way? Absolutely not. Today, I would just simply be like, you know what? Have fun with your seats, fellas, and walk off. Damn. Maturity, huh? Absolutely. That was 15 I, I, years I, I, ago. I that like, was 16 years ago. I like the younger Jimmy King better. Nah, the younger, <laughs> Jim, younger Jimmy King would have got a shot. <laughs> oh, that's right. They shoot you now. You're right. They don't even play fair no more. Okay. Well, we don't want you shot, but that, I, I'm proud of you. No, I'm just joking. I'll roll some killers in the streets. Okay. You ever? Uh, I almost got into a fight in the Lions locker room with Brett Perriman. Uh, Brett Perriman. <laughs> yeah, here you go, man. I keep telling you, man. What's up? Hey, we, we, I'm taking you to anger management, no, man. No, what's no, going no, no. on? No, no, he start, no. He started. How come everybody no. always started with you? Okay, okay I started. <laughs> now, here, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Was the Lions passing game was struggling. Mm-hmm. And so Brett Perriman was, you know, saying he wants the ball. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the brother, and you know, and you know, they got Herman Moore, and you know, other people right, who can catch the ball. Right, right. So I wrote a column, you know, Brett Perriman can help this team uh-huh. get him the ball more. Mm-hmm. So I was supporting the brother. Right. So anyway, they go to Tampa, and Brett Perriman, they featured him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He made some catches, but at the end of the game, you know, they're trying to win. They're going down the field. <clears throat> Brett Perriman catches the ball. Somebody strips him. He fumbles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tampa recovers, runs out the clock, mm-hmm. and they win. He, dro- he dropped a couple other passes. So mm-hmm. afterwards, I wrote my column. Uh, what happened was um, when the Lions were walking off the field, fans were throwing fruit and vegetables mm-hmm, at them. Mm-hmm, and I described mm-hmm. that scene, and I said, <laughs> here's what I wrote. I said, for those fans that were throwing fruit and vegetables – too bad they all didn't aim him at Brett Perriman. <laughs> and here's you why. Was him his curtain call, huh? Right. So Rotten he, tomatoes. He he didn't like the column, so you know he's talking about you know we're. I would have took offense to that too, T. I, I know, I know. I wasn't the nicest thing in the world, but uh, he said he's gonna get his boys from Miami <laughs> to kick my ass, and I'm like, fine. <laughs> As long as I can get my boys from Detroit right, to back me to up, to back me up and kick your ass, that's right. I, I I trust Detroit more than I do Miami. Right. So, oh man, you crazy? That's right. That's right. So we feuded for two whole weeks. Oh man, about Miami, and wow. Miami, Detroit. So you up here gang warring up in the locker room, gang warring, and then oh um, man, gangland. The one day locker room, I walk style. in the locker. I'm all tense and everything. <laughs> Walking in, like, I'm ready Did for Did you have your partner day. with you? Nah, no partner. What? So, Brett just says, hey, man, we cool. <laughs> See, there you go. I'm that's like, what that's I'm talking it? about. Big man style, right? <laughs> so, I'm like, all right. Yeah, grown man. Grown said, man, said, big uh, man style. 
That's said, how you do it. Squash the beef, right? <laughs> we said, don't I need no more it. issues. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, I said, Brett, here, here's what was uh, my problem. I didn't want to be national news. Sports writer kicks pro athletes' ass. I didn't want that. <laughs> that would be bad for the organization, right. bad for you. It been great for me, <laughs> right. but I didn't want that. So he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we joked about it. And so, um, you know, I, when I saw him from then, we were like almost hugs and mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. it was uh, great. So, um, no, but another another little experience, absolutely uh, out there. I tell you another guy that I got I got into a huge thing, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, and we really tight now. Mm-hmm. But it was a misunderstanding because mm-hmm. we we grew up in the same environment mm-hmm. and we misread each other. Zeke had a had a little mis. mis- I had guidance. a misunderstanding with Zeke too. Yeah, but we met uh, we met for three hours. Mm-hmm. In his hotel room in Chicago, because they were playing the Bulls, mm-hmm. so it was an off day. So we you just know Zeke, talked. You know Zeke rough around the edges. You know, like oh yeah, you I know. Said, you know where he's from. He, yeah, I know. I know where he's from. He crazy. <laughs> he be popping. I people. love you, Zeke. Cause Zeke changed the, the the structure of my family dynamic. Man, I love you, man. Okay, but we did get into it. Good, absolutely. Well, we have to hear that some of, yeah, some other time because we're almost out of time. We had another good. Good show. Enjoy uh, doing this with you there, brother man. Always, my brother. But, uh, you know, I'm not as uh, volatile as you think I am. I just, I've just <laughs> had a few brush-ups. You just keep it real to the point where well, if I you run this... up against another alpha male, right? it just may be a little friction there, still sharp and still. We get it. We get it. Okay, but I did this for almost 40 years, so mm-hmm. it's ain't not going to be. Your t- look, you turfing Turf war again with T. <laughs> T turf warring again. Don't nobody step on your turf, huh? But most of them I got along with. All right. Because I understand this, that this is a people business, but mm-hmm. sometimes the people will fight. All right. And that's okay. All right. That's human nature. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Rooting too. Um, so um, had a good time. Oh, should the Lions uh, draft a tour with third pick? Are you Matthew Stafford You guy? know what? Look. Change your you, mind on it. Initially, I was I was going to say no. You do not draft to a you trade the pick and get multiple uh, uh, picks out of it. That was my initial. But the longer it keeps going on, I say you draft him. He's a um, he's a uh, going to be. I think he's going to be great in this league. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Stafford. Uh, here's the thing. What are you going to lose? You never won a playoff game under him. He's 32. He's yep, he's aging. And but see, and I'm emotionally attached to him. We have to go deeper into that one day about Matthew Stafford and I'll tell okay. you why. It's it's not his fault cuz he he uh, plays for the Lions, but bottom line, what are you going to be missing? Right. I agree right. with that. All right, brother man. Have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. You too, my brother. Stay out of trouble. Always. And I'm not going to have any fights with any pro athletes <laughs> for a while. Well, we, we'll read about you in the news, bro. <laughs>